The Essence of Tea, episode 62. Welcome. You are listening to the Essence of Tea podcast, where we share about the world of tea with you. From tea tastings to tea history and culture to tea education, health, and wellness, the Essence of Tea is your tea companion through your personal transformation and growth. I'm your host, Jenny Jie. Now let's get started. Hello, Jenny here with Sipping Streams Tea Company, and today I will be sharing with you how to make matcha three different ways. Now, for most of you, you know that matcha is super popular, and but you might not know what the buzz is all about. So I'm going to share with you what matcha truly is, what makes it so potent, and why it's so popular. So for the very first matcha that I will be sharing with you, I'll be demonstrating how to make matcha the traditional way, the way it was used for the Japanese tea ceremony. And here I have my chawan, I have my chasen, which is matcha whisk. I've got some matcha here with me. And I also have my um, chashaku, which is the scoop and a little bit of a cheater, a matcha strainer to make my matcha lumpy free. So no lumps in it at all. Behind me, I have my hot water um, warming up. So I just want steaming hot water. So over here, I'll show you um, with a different angle how I'm going to make it traditionally. So in my bowl, and I'm not doing the full Japanese tea ceremony, but traditionally matcha was used for the Japanese tea ceremony. And if you make it traditionally and it is sugar-free and um, is just the high quality grade tea leaves, you only use about a teaspoon of it. And when you use a sieve or a strainer, it ends up making it lumpy free. So it's a great way to have a very smooth, frothy bowl of matcha. And you just want your water just steaming hot. So not super duper hot, not boiling hot, but just steaming hot. And you'll put in about eight ounces of water. So everything I'm showing you is going to be based off of eight ounces of water. And this is the traditional way of making matcha. And it's really easy to use. You whisk it in an M or W shape, and it makes a really frothy, creamy bowl of matcha. With this bowl of matcha, traditionally you drink it. And so you want a nice wide bowl if you're going to make it traditional so that the chasen or the matcha whisk can have room to whisk, right? And you traditionally just drink it out of a bowl. And that's how you enjoy matcha traditionally. So if you have unsweetened matcha, you only want to use about a teaspoon of it in eight ounces of water. Now, there are many different qualities and grades of matcha out there. So not all matchas are created equal. And just because it says matcha powder does not mean, or green tea powder, does not mean that it is pure 100% matcha. So matcha is a specifically grown green tea that has all the stems and the veins removed from it. So it's the pure meat of the leaf. And it should be slowly starved of sunlight in the springtime. And then it also has all of its veins, stems removed, and is steam dried. 
steam dried to intact more of the chlorophyll, that umami seaweedy flavor. When this tea is spring harvested by hand, that is ceremonial matcha. That is the top best of the best. Just because it's ground tea leaves from who knows where does not make it authentic matcha. Traditionally, it's from Japan, and it was used for healing a lot of the imperial army, the um, different warriors, and it was used to bring enlightenment and awakenness, especially if shoguns were a little hung over from partying. So this is one that is truly used mostly today for this popularity of potency of its caffeine. It does have a lot of caffeine in it. Now, if you don't have a matcha whisk, you might have one of these frothers at home that you can froth cold milk with, or one of these aerators, these electric mixers. And those are a really easy way to make matcha hot or cold. So I'm gonna show you how to make a matcha latte. So the matcha latte, I'm going to first use for my sweetened matcha. The sweetened matcha actually has sugar in it. So I'm going to put one tablespoon of matcha powder in it because the ratio actually has sugar in it. So only a half of it will be matcha in there. So it's not pure 100% matcha. Our sweetened matcha has cane sugar in it. With that, I'm gonna put a teeny tiny bit of water in there, hot water in there. And then I can either choose to use an electric frother to aerate it, or some of you might not have that. Maybe you have one of these nice milk frothers that you can just kind of pump up and down to get it mixed up. That's all you need, just a little bit. Then if you have steamed milk, which I do not have a coffee stand or nor espresso maker, I have an electric frother that heats up and foams my milk. So for those of you, if you in coffee shops, you will have your you know steam wand. I'm gonna pour my matcha into my cup. And now this was one tablespoon per eight ounces. So when you put that foam in there, it kind of increases the volume to 12 to 16 ounces. And so I'm just gonna pour my foam on top of it. And you can see it makes this nice layer and instantly that's the right ratio. So what you're wanting is eight ounces of liquid of whatever it is, oat milk, whole milk, whatever it is, with one tablespoon of, um, of matcha, sweet matcha powder, if you're wanting it sweetened. If you want it unsweetened, again, it's only one teaspoon because it's very potent to make the eight ounces of water, almond milk, or whatever you want in it. Another fun thing you can do is you can also make it cold. So I'm gonna share with you how to make it cold, where we serve a lot of this. We call it our silky sweet matcha. So it will have the sweet matcha in there. So again, one tablespoon of the sweet matcha powder in there, and we're gonna put in eight ounces of milk. And we're gonna use an immersion blender right now because I don't have my blender from the tea houses. And when you see that, that um, tea get blended in the dairy, it foams up. So it can make, again, 12 to 16 ounces of volume 
But again, that liquid amount, that original liquid amount needs to be eight ounces per um, one tablespoon of the sweet matcha or one teaspoon of the unsweetened matcha. So I'm gonna put my milk in here. And again, if I had my blender from the tea house, I would be putting it in the blender, but I'm putting about eight ounces of milk in there, just a cup. And then I'm going to aerate it, ag you know, agitate it with air by whipping it up. This does much better with real fat things like whole milk. Whole milk is a great one. Oops. because it's actually increasing in volume. All right. So, got my messy immersion blender here for you. And I actually have a cup of boba. This is actually a 20 ounce cup, so this won't fill up the cup all the way, but you can have your iced matcha. So in the winter time you can have, or in the summertime you can have an iced matcha latte. And then if you wanted to, and you wanted to pour it over boba, look how much that volume is. This is a 20 ounce cup. So this 20 ounce cup actually, you can see how much that eight ounces increased in volume significantly. And you could hear it by the sound of the blender getting quieter over time. So this is a great way to serve up popular, uh, matcha lattes. You can have it with boba on the bottom of it, which you'll have to watch our boba video on if you want to make boba matcha lattes. Or you can have it hot, but again, with that foaming, with that frothing, especially if it's um, a milk that has fat in it, it will increase in volume a lot better. Either way, remember whatever the liquid is, whether it is traditional way of drinking matcha, or if you're gonna have it sweetened, like or in a latte, it's always one teaspoon of unsweetened matcha per eight ounces of water, milk, whatever it is, or a tablespoon of Sipping Shame's sweet matcha that has cane sugar in it per eight ounces of milk, oat milk, water, whatever it is. And that foaming process might make it increase in volume. So if you're serving it for friends, family, guests, be aware that that volume level changes, but the recipe for the flavor itself for our award-winning matcha, it needs to be one tablespoon of sweet matcha per eight ounces of whatever liquid, or one teaspoon of unsweetened matcha, which we also do sell per eight ounces of whatever sort of liquid you want to use. So I hope you found this episode on how to make matcha three different ways, super enlightening. Remember, it does have a lot of caffeine in it, but it has a lot of vitamin K. It has a lot of L-theanine, which calms and relaxes your body. It gives you this calm, focused energy. And if you ever wanna put extra matcha in your beverage, you totally can, but be aware, it's like drinking a concentrated cup of tea. For you to put an extra scoop of matcha in there, yes, it's gonna be potent, but it's as if you're putting two drinks into one. So if you're going to be a coffee shop, 
um, serving the tea, make sure you are charging extra because that tea leaves, that amount of tea that you're using, it's like you're using two serving sizes in a smaller cup. Yes, it will be more flavorful. Yes, it will be way more potent for energy and caffeine, but you also did use a lot more tea. And this tea is ground into a fine powder that's smaller than a smoke particle. So if it's an authentic matcha, it should blend and dissolve extremely easily. And if it's a high quality matcha like ours is, you won't have any sort of bitterness in there at all. Just remember to follow the recipes and the ratios. And I can't wait to see you again soon. And just one more thing, if you enjoy learning about tea and want to take it to the next level, consider joining the University Program. It's a 12-month tea certification program with weekly live trainings, special guests, expert seminars, and a portal of hundreds of videos on tea. Go to bit.ly slash universa hyphen tea or sippingstreams.com to learn more.